0: this is the ivy retirement podcast with peter loffenberg from the ivy league advisory group when a part of your financial strategy is out of tune your long-term goals your retirement savings and your legacy can all suffer with many years of experience in the financial industry peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security retirement income planning wealth management and much more Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Loffenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about you here on the show today, give me a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at IVAG.com. And while on the website, check out the podcast page to listen to past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions that you may have or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. You know, for millions of people, life insurance is a tool that is going to allow their family members to pay bills, to go to college, even support a family business if the insured person passes away. And ultimately, you know, the thinking is that the beneficiary on a life insurance policy, you know, you should have some degree of protection for a financial future, but you also should probably understand how life insurance works to a certain degree. So that's what I want to touch upon today. But before we dive into that topic, I want to welcome in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today?
0: Well, I have to wake up after I heard the word life insurance, I dozed off. Um, I just heard you say insurance, and then I... No, hey, listeners, seriously, this is important, and you have to talk about it, and uh, the podcast isn't very long, so stay tuned. I know, Peter, that this is important. And that's why we're talking about it today. Uh, but we can have some fun with it. Uh, don't fall asleep. Yeah. If you are driving, do not listen to a show about life insurance while driving a motorized vehicle or operating heavy equipment. That's the, that's the disclaimer right there, right? Uh, laying it on a little thick, Tony, but, but
1: I will, I will readily, I will readily admit that life insurance is not necessarily the sexiest topic to talk about, but it is an incredibly important topic to talk about, and an important part of. of- Of people's financial plan. So uh, like I said, I do want to touch upon it. We've done one show, one podcast about life insurance in one one area, but this one is really geared uh, towards beneficiaries and making sure you understand how it works for them. So yeah, it's not necessarily the most exciting, but it is incredibly important information. It
0: is. I I agree. I was just having some fun. I love it. I love it. You're laying it on a little thick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Tony had to calm me down there. Uh, just having some fun with our topic. But you're right. I mean, and I've, I've always thought of life insurance. It's one of those topics that a lot, most people know a little bit about it. I mean, they know the basics. A person dies and their beneficiaries receive a financial payout. It sounds simple enough, but like so many other elements of our financial lives, if you dig below the surface, you discover it's way more complicated. There are a lot of different options and different things that you need to know about before you jump into anything, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Tony. And it's important to know what's going to happen to the to the beneficiary, Um that's on your life insurance policy right so so the first thing a beneficiary should know is, is that they don't need to have a physical copy of a policy to make a claim right ultimately that the the purpose of the insurance is to the person passes away and you're gonna file a claim well the last thing you need to worry about or stress about uh, after someone has passed away is trying to find the the paperwork or the insurance policy you're, you're grieving that's the last thing you want to do the, the the good part here is at, you don't necessarily see, need to have like I mentioned the paperwork you just need to have some sort of knowledge about if there's an insurance policy who's the policy with and then reach out to them and start a conversation about hey my loved one has passed away Uh, how do I go about claiming the benefits that I am entitled to
0: right there you go and so uh, it's really good uh, to start off right there honestly I would have expected a beneficiary would need to have Uh, a paper policy at the ready to get the process started, but no.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, while you don't need the actual policy to file a claim, Tony, you will need to prove or provide some sort of uh, documentation to the life insurance company uh, that the the individual has passed away, and usually you can do that with a certified copy of the death certificate. And, And once you have the claim form, you just attach, you fill that out, but you also attach the death certificate to it and then submit the necessary paperwork, and you should be on the path to to getting that, that claim filed.
0: Okay. So in my experience, the people handling the funeral arrangements will secure certified copies of the death certificate on your behalf. So that makes the process a little less stressful, but I understand you're probably going to need more of those than you think to prove uh, that your spouse or loved one has passed, right?
1: Yeah, and again, this is the great part where the funeral director, if you have a good funeral director, we'll we'll have this conversation with you. But yeah, go about getting those certificates from them um, and get more than you think. Because unfortunately, uh, in a number of different places, whether it's insurance, whether it's um, uh, canceling other subscriptions, what have you, you're going to need some sort of proof. So yeah, on that front, it it certainly is something that you want to talk to the funeral director about getting death certificates. And another thing that our listeners should bear in mind is that life insurance payout is tax-free. Let me repeat that. Life insurance benefits are tax-free for the designated beneficiary, no matter how large the pay amount payout amount is. You don't have to report life insurance proceeds as income unless the policy was transferred to you for cash or other valuable considerations. Those standards don't apply for most beneficiaries. Yeah, I think
0: that for a lot of people, the idea of tax-free distributions is one of the things that makes life insurance a key part of an overall financial strategy I mean that's the big perk there it considers both income for the retirement and the legacy you'll leave behind so uh, that's what Mm -hmm. makes it Mm -hmm. so important and why you need to work with a financial professional like yourself uh, Peter Uh, what do you have next for us
1: Yeah, Tony, so another potential factor that people should be aware of is that they might not get the full policy face amount. As you probably can guess, a policy's face amount is simply the number stated on the application, so $1 million, for example. However, that face amount may not be the amount available to the beneficiaries after that insured individual has passed away. If the policy has cash value, if it's a cash value life insurance policy, and the policy owner has taken withdrawals or loan against that cash value that haven't been paid back, then the life insurance company is going to reduce the payout amount
0: accordingly. Okay, so uh, obviously I'm guessing that wrinkle caught the attention of some of our listeners. Uh, Give us an example of that.
1: Yeah, so let's say you have a policy, uh, there's a policy out there for a million dollars, and the policy owner took a a $50,000 loan from the cash value and didn't pay it back before they passed away. The life insurance payout is going to be reduced accordingly by $50,000 plus any outstanding interest. And since the beneficiary may not know about the policy, let alone the policy
0: owner's actions, this may come as a surprise to them. Well, I would imagine it would be a big surprise, and uh, (laughs) we've heard a lot of things today. This is a good show to have because uh, a good show to do. It's a topic that a lot of people out there think they, I know enough about life insurance. I know what it is. I don't need it. Or I've got something through my work. Uh, There's a lot more to it than that. And it's a lot more important. And so I'm glad we're talking about it today. But first, uh, Mm -hmm. let's stop here a minute and let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and let them know about that offer you have.
1: Yeah, sure. So Tony, we offer a free consultation to folks to talk about their overall uh, financial plan. And life insurance is a very important part of it. It, it is going to be, uh, it's a vehicle, let me say it this way, there's a, it's a vehicle that can be used in many different ways to support as well as augment uh, your financial plan. And so it's something um, on top of talking about investment risk, on top of talking about planning and saving for retirement, making sure you're using life insurance in, in your overall plan is something that you should take a look at look at so we offer a consultation to to help people understand obviously life insurance but how it can play a, a role in the bigger picture if you're interested in having that conversation give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us on the ivag.com uh, we can schedule a time to talk either in person or virtually um, and then see again how life insurance can fit into a larger financial plan that that you uh, have or that you need to have designed yeah, i
0: think that's great And what's that number they can call one more time to set up a complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation consultation with you to talk about this? Yeah,
1: Tony, it's 866-360-2724. All
0: right, and we're having a great conversation today uh, about life insurance and what you need to know. And you've brought up some important important points so far. Uh, Where do you want to take us next?
1: Yeah, I just want to talk about simply how uh, what a life insurance policy is, right? Put simply, a life insurance policy is a contract, and the insurance company is bound to pay only the beneficiaries who list, or who are listed on that policy. It doesn't matter if heirs or beneficiaries are named in a will or other important documents. The life insurance contract supersedes all of them. What that means in the end is that if the person argues that they deserve the money from the life insurance payout and they are going to file a claim, their words are meaningless unless they are specifically listed on the insurance policy.
0: I think the notion that the life insurance policy trumps what's stated in a will is critically important here. I mean, uh, that's what's so important about a beneficiary designation, right? Because it takes precedent even over what you've put in the will. Correct, because again, it's
1: it's a legally Binding contract, and so so in this case, you know, uh, the the owner of the policy put the beneficiary on, and, and that as part of the contract, and it again is going to supersede anything that is stated in the will. And, and you know, Tony, when it comes to contracts and documentation, uh, our listeners should know that if you're the beneficiary in a life insurance policy, that keeping in mind with it being contracted, you don't have a right to know who the other beneficiaries are, okay? There's a bit of privacy law that comes into play here. The life insurance contract dictates the percentage of payout to each of the beneficiaries. So if you all of a sudden find out that you're only receiving a third as the beneficiary, unfortunately the insurance company is not going to necessarily tell you or they can't tell you who the other beneficiaries are if you don't know that information.
0: Right. Good point. And and I'm sure plenty of people out there have tried to figure out who else is getting a piece of a life insurance payout. But financial data is private for good reasons.
1: Yeah, it certainly is, and along those same lines, Tony, it's possible that you won't know if a policy in which you're the beneficiary has lapsed or not. If the policy owner stopped making payments and let the policy lapse, right, or or just go away, uh, there's not going to be a payout to collect, and and you may not know that um, going into it. However, keep in mind that if the payments stopped recently because, let's say, the policy owner was ill and, and just couldn't make those payments, there may be an opportunity for you to make some of those back premium payments and then file your claim after making making the insurance policy whole again.
0: Right. And so if you don't know you're a beneficiary uh, to a policy, will life insurance companies try to find you?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question, Tony. And it depends. Uh, the life insurance company won't necessarily know if, if one of their customers has died. Therefore, if you know that you're a beneficiary, you should take the steps to let that company uh, know that the policy owner has passed on. Now, under some recent settlements in certain states, insur- uh, insurers are now obligated to routinely check for deaths of policy owner- owners. They'll usually check their information against the government database of death. So, um, I would certainly look into that. Uh, And see if that's the case in your state, because that might uh, help find some some payouts that you may have missed as a beneficiary.
0: Ah, I see. And and that makes that makes perfect sense. So uh, obviously, uh, you know, not everybody knows. I'm sure uh, a lot of folks listening to this have me listed as a beneficiary just because I'm a great guy. (laughs) And and if, if there's people out there that either don't like their family or don't have family to list, uh, I'm offering my name up for that to put as a beneficiary. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I, I, okay. I'm, that's the kind of guy I am. You, that's very, that's very kind <laughs> yeah. of you, Tony. But seriously, <laughs> one of the things I'm curious about is how the actual payout works. So, uh, if somebody's a beneficiary, will a check arrive in the mail, in the mail, or does somebody show up at your door with a briefcase full of cash? Uh, <laughs> how does that work? Well, I
1: if someone shows up at your door with a briefcase full of cash, I'd be very uh, leery <laughs> yeah, about that. So so generally, no, the insurance companies are not paying out the the benefits with, with cash in a, in a briefcase <laughs> or a wheelbarrow. Um, but most of the case, they, they are going to do some sort of payment to you. For most people, they're going to do a lump sum payment, whatever. Let's say it was a half million dollar life insurance policy, it's a lump sum payment of that half million dollars um, to the individual, the beneficiaries. Uh, again uh, tax free but on the other hand there are also, there are also the ability for example for installment payments to be made you know over a period of time let's say you take that half billion dollars and you divide it over 5 years or 10 years that that's also a possibility there's also a possibility if you're a beneficiary of taking that amount and then also creating a regular stream of income for you uh, over the rest of your life now the the drawback to that is if for some reason you pass away before all that money has been pa- uh, has been paid out, the the insurance company is going to keep the money. It doesn't go to another set of beneficiaries. So this is where, again, it's important, let's say you are the, the beneficiary of, of a payout from a life insurance policy, sitting down with a financial service professional to figure out what is the best way to take my benefit probably makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. I think that does make a lot of sense and it's great information to have. So. Here's another question I think a lot of our listeners are probably curious about. How long does it typically take to receive a payout if you're the beneficiary of a life insurance policy?
1: Yeah, I have to imagine a lot of people want to know that, you know, want to know the timeline. Generally speaking, if you have the paperwork, once you submit the paperwork and that paperwork is in good order, I would usually say within 30 days you're going to see um, some sort of payout, whichever you have chosen, whether it's a lump sum or, or a period of time, that first payout is going to come to you within 30 yeah. days, yeah. Yeah. generally. Yeah, and I think
0: that's good. And uh, we're having a great discussion today uh, about what you need to know about life insurance and you know, it's been an eye-opening chat so far. At least for me, there's some things I'm learning here that I did not know about. What do you have next for us, Peter?
1: Oh. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I was I thought we were going to something different.
0: Uh just say uh, you're starting nope. with I thought we should shift gears just slightly and focus on some of the pros and cons of purchasing life insurance. Don't don't say the yeah, was... final segment today. Just don't say that. <laughs> No, I, I was
1: gearing up to do the complimentary
0: consultation. Oh, no, consultation. I thought I'd okay, skip that until no, the end. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. Yep. Well, Tony, I thought we would shift gears just slightly and focus on some of the pros and cons of purchasing life insurance. You know... Life insurance generally falls into two different categories. You have permanent and you have term. Term life insurance is similar to auto insurance, right? You buy a certain amount each month, and if something bad happens, in this case you die, a benefit is paid out. If something bad doesn't happen during the agreed upon term, then you don't receive any benefit, but you are probably glad something didn't happen, right? That's a good thing. You didn't take your insurance or your beneficiaries didn't receive it. So that, that's generally a good thing. Conversely, uh, permanent life insurance has an investment element that allows the policyholder to build some sort of cash value. And the cash value component may provide ways to invest or borrow from this pool of money.
0: So, okay. Uh, I'm glad we're talking about this because it can get confusing and I, I wasn't sure how that worked. So uh, what about permanent life insurance? How does that work? Yeah, so one of the things
1: you should consider when it comes to permanent life insurance is that you get tax-deferred growth, which means that you don't have to pay taxes on any interest, dividends, or capital gains on the cash value piece of your insurance policy until you withdraw those proceeds. Now, keep in mind there's other vehicles that do the same thing, right? So IRAs, 401ks, 403Bs. So this is a great, if you're going to use permanent life insurance for this, this tax-deferred growth, you use them in complement with your retirement account. Usually, you try to fill up the retirement account buckets, and then continue to if you have if you're you have more money that you want to have grow tax uh, tax deferred, use the 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 insurance policy to do the same. It's taking a look at which which vehicle is the best at the right time.
0: Right, and that's what you should always do, and work with a professional, uh, trusted financial yep. planner, not just an insurance salesman, but somebody who's looking out for your overall best interest and kind of looks at the big picture. Uh, But does permanent life insurance come with any time requirements? Most policies, you know, are going to have an age. The
1: age on is going to be for you to get to is going to be 120 (laughs) years, which most of us are, are likely never going to live for. But that's how they make it quote unquote permanent, right? That's they use that as the end goal. You know, so permanent life insurance is sometimes touted over term because you don't lose your coverage over a set number of years. Most of us are going to pass away before 120 years. A term policy, on the other hand ends when you reach the end of the term for most people that's going to be in their 60s when that term ends Uh, but if you live to 120 you really need a death benefit is the question you have to ask yourself and in many cases right you're probably not going to need that but but the truth of the matter is if you think you're going to um, either have some sort of long-term financial obligation like you're taking care of someone who may have some disability or or, um, a business that for some reason even though you're retired you have a stake in what have you a permanent insurance policy is going to be the one you want to go with if if it's really just a period of time that you need to insure like the the paying off your mortgage and sending your kids to college then a term insurance is is probably going to be make more sense for you interesting
0: yeah and I think a lot of people are confused on the differences uh, between these two Uh, that's a great distinction Mm -hmm. that you've made Uh, what do you have next for us
1: yeah, I just want to, one last thing about permanent life insurance that some me, people may find a positive in is that you can often borrow against the policy's cash value. This gives a great potential alternative to, let's say, borrowing from your retirement accounts, like your 401k, right? Because generally, at least uh, for me, the goal is not to dip into your retirement savings until you actually retire. That's its purpose. So if you needed to dip into some sort of pot of money in, in any one of your um. Uh, financial vehicles, uh, permanent life insurance gives that opportunity to have some sort of pot of, mon- of money to dip into, again, that isn't your retirement accounts.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, that really helps. That's understandable. And I think it's important to uh, do that. Now, walk us through some of the pros and cons of term life insurance. Yeah,
1: sure. I'd love to, Tony. Uh, When you buy a term life policy, your premiums go to secure a death benefit for your beneficiaries. right? Term life insurance, unlike permanent life insurance, doesn't have any cash value and therefore it doesn't have an investment component. If you're still alive when the term ends, the policy lapses uh, and you and your beneficiaries don't receive any money. But I think it's important to remember that when it comes to term life insurance, you're paying a fairly small premium in exchange for the knowledge that should you die the the people that you love and and care about are going to receive a a sizable death benefit hopefully that's going to make up for the lost income um, from you passing away
0: yeah well this has been a great discussion but we're out of time for today's show it just flew by i think life insurance is a really important topic now how can our listeners i'm sure they have more questions And I know it's important to look at everybody's individual situation because you can't just blanket recommend insurance to somebody unless you know their situation. Some people don't need it. Some people need a certain type. And you really want to make sure it fits into your overall financial and retirement plan. So how can our listeners do that and get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Tony. The the life insurance, a blanket recommendation isn't going to work for everyone. Everyone's situation is different. Um, and every plan that we design when we sit down with folks is going to be different. And as I mentioned before, life insurance is is only a part of an overall holistic approach to to both planning for retirement, but in general, having an overall financial plan. So if you're interested in, in seeing, is life insurance something that you need? It may not be. And an honest, uh, financial service professional is going to tell you that. Um, if you want to sit down and have that conversation, give, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. Again, we can set up a, a meeting in person or virtually, and, and we'll start having a conversation about uh, life insurance, but also your overall financial plan and your retirement plan as we as you head in that direction.
0: All right. That sounds great. And what's that phone number one more time? 866-360-2724. All right. Thanks, Peter. And listeners, that does it for the Ivy Retirement Podcast and our host, Peter Loffenberg. Great. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Laufenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at the IVAG.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866 360 2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.